Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Welcome. Hey, hey Paul. Thanks for having me. I'm it's glad you're here. It's great to be here, my friend. We uh, are going to talk a little bit more about coaching and how it affects people's lives. This is what you do. How did you get into really trying to develop others through coaching? Yeah, this is what geeks me up. This is why I do this, why I do the podcast. It's why I work with my clients. I love to see people develop. And uh, this last week, I was working with somebody and it was a manager and she had to have a difficult conversation with an employee. And uh, through coaching and talking to her, she finally had that difficult conversation, which was a challenge. And, uh, and by doing that, by having that difficult conversation, she got to the point where things were better, you know, and things good. they're not, they're not perfect yet. You know, everything's been resolved, but coaching and the progress of coaching is incremental. And mm-hmm. that's what geeks me up to see people uh, succeed, people improve, see organizations transform. Sounds exciting. So everybody wants to move up, right? Everybody wants to get promoted, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, we, 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 we would all think that as managers, everybody wants to get promoted. But what if you've got an employee that does not want the promotion, mm. does not want to move up? And Challenging. Absolutely. Challenging from a coaching point of view. Yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah. And, and so I had a CEO this week ask me that question. You know, I've got employees that don't want to move up. How do we work with them? What do we do? And the response back to me is, I don't want to have the same employee I had last year, this year. Mm-hmm. You know, that just don't. I don't want the same 250 days of work this year as you did last year. And I just don't want to see that to be the, the part of the process, the part of the, the progress. So right. I want to, there's a great book called The Progress Principle. And and, uh, and and then there they, they talk about the aspect of everybody needs to grow. You need to move forward, even though you might not be and you may be in the same job. Don't be the same salesperson this year as you were last year. Mm-hmm. You know, what skill did you learn? How did you get better? What did you uh, improve on? And so then her question to me was, OK, we've got that challenge. How do we get the employee to do that? And right. and so the, people become very comfortable in what they do, bingo. become actually knowledgeable in what they do and they mm-hmm. can do it. And they're like, eh, I don't need to develop anymore. Right. And I don't want a promotion. I don't want that responsibility. Yeah, I think in a podcast, one or two podcasts to do, we talked about the the four levels of growth. And, you know, you're the unconscious incompetent is the first level. Then you become the unconscious uh, competent. Or, excuse me, unconscious incompetent. Then you become the conscious incompetent. You At the first level, you don't know you don't know. The next level, you know you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third level is you know, but you got to really think about it, where you become the conscious competent. And then ultimately, you become the unconscious competent where you can you know you drive the car home you realize how did i get here right because you were thinking about something else the entire time and so you're you're an unconscious competent so with employees they'll, they'll go through those phases but as let's, let's say you've got an employee now that they're doing their job so well their entire job is now they're at the level of unconscious uh, competent they can do it without thinking i mean they just they're so good at it it's so comfortable they've gotten so good at it but the question is, because coach, if they're at the unconscious competent level and they stay there for 20 years, have they done the organization any, any favors or have they done themselves any favors? Right. So we as managers need to go back and ask the question, what do you want to learn this year? Mm-hmm. So some of the skill sets that we might have. So, uh, And I'll tell you just a real quick story I Had a, where this concept first came to me and where it was challenged with me was I had an employee and uh, she was a great employee, great, uh, and she was our head teller and smart. Oh man, I mean, just a, a photogenic 
I mean, I mean, it was just incredible mind. I mean, she mm-hmm. remembered everything, and I would just like say, "Wow, I wish I had her mind." She just remembers yeah. everything. But uh, where where I had incredibly high ambition, she did not have that. I see. And so she came to me one day and goes, "I just want to stay where I'm at. I wanted to give her a promotion. You know, hey, do you want to be a loan officer? What do you want mm-hmm. to do? Oh, no, I'm good right where I'm at. I just want to be head teller." And at the time, I couldn't articulate it. Of course, this is 30 years ago in my career. I couldn't articulate. You know, I really want you to be better this year than last year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the, the 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 stage of my career where I could articulate articulate that. I want to be able to articulate that now for other managers to it, say because we all just assume, well, people want to get promoted. That's right. how we reward them. Right. When she probably had what a family situation or time or other priorities. Right. That she she didn't want the extra responsibility. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. She had a husband, made a great, you know, he had a great job. Uh, they had no kids. She was fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just wanted to stay where she was at. And the challenge with that is, you know, that's fine for you. That's not fine for the organization. Right. Uh, because if we're not growing, we're dying. Right. And I think that's the same for an individual. If you're not growing, you're dying. So now the question for today's podcast is really the question of how do we coach an employee that's like that? And then what are our coaching sessions like? And how do we get them to come to an agreement on a task or a skill set that we want them to learn going forward? That's really that's really our process that we yeah. want to do today. So how do we do that? That is a great question. And how about <laughs> if we do that right after the break? Let's do that. I, right. I'm just I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back with more of Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Rory on It's Your Choice. So one day, about three weeks later, we had a crisis occur in the house. And the crisis is this. The bathtub filled up. We've got one kid clean, three to go, and it will not drain. Now, our daughter had taken a bath. Our boys weren't clean yet. We've got to go to a wedding tomorrow. So... I said, why not just have the boys take a bath in their sister's bath water? My sons were not excited about that. I went to them, hey, boys, what do you think? They go, yeah! So then I go downstairs to unclog the drain. I can see the pipe coming down from the bathtub over here, going over here, and there's a big pipe over here. I know this one works. I don't know anything about plumbing as well as know about anything about making decks, right? I know nothing about any of those things. So it is a plastic pipe. I have no idea what possessed me, but I, oh, I just reach up and I start to unscrew the pipe. My yell, wife yells from upstairs. She goes, it's draining. I mean, it's spraying out. I'm getting drenched. I'm wet. I'm soaked. I'm mad. I'm angry. I yell upstairs, hey, Teddy, give me some towels. What do you need towels for? I'm all wet. How'd you get wet? I unscrewed the pipe. That was stupid. He's been listening to How to Build High Self Esteem for three weeks. I think, oh, yeah, get upstairs. He gets this big smile on his face. He's going to use some of the information he's learned. And they love this moment, don't they? They love this. He goes, Dad, you can be wet and happy. (laughs) You can be wet and sad. It's your choice. For more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching, please visit RoryRoland.com. Welcome back to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland, and we are talking about how do you coach folks who really don't want a promotion, and how do we still have them grow? And I'm dying to hear the tips, Rory. 
Absolutely. And that is a challenge for many managers. They've got people who are just, you know, they would consider career stagnant. They're just right there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's healthy for the organization. I think it's healthy for them. And as you as a manager, it's certainly not healthy because you want your people to progress and grow. Even if they want to have the same job title, okay, they want to be sales manager or salesperson or where they want to be. If they want to stay there, by golly, you got to be better this year than you were last year. Right. Um, And so then the question is, how do we get them to that process? And the very first thing is to identify the elephant in the room is to say, okay, uh, sit down, have a conversation with them and say, all right, this is what I'm perceiving, that you're happy and comfortable where you're at. Give me your thoughts on that and ask them that question. Just have a conversation about that. Well, you know, I've been here for a long time and just like the teller I had, been here a long time, comfortable, I'm good. You know, the, the, the folks like me, I like them. You know, we've got a good relationship. Everything's going well, fine. Uh, but then ultimately the question is, okay, what what skill set would you like to improve on? And I think that's a great coaching question for them. You know, they want to do they want to get the develop uh, their sales skills because a lot of organizations right now need you to sell something right. in order for the organization to be successful. So do you want to work on your sales skills? Do you want to work on your sales coaching skills of other people that work with you? Um, do you want to learn how to be, use coaching skills as a as a head teller so that you can improve the skill sets of your employees and have them become more effective. And so you ask them that question. The key is also to only work on maybe one or two things. Uh, I'll give you an example of this. I was on a plane one time and this, it was a company. It was a very, very, very well-known company. If I said the name of the company, you would all know. Mm-hmm. And I saw this uh, senior level executive sitting next to me on the plane and he had this big binder. It's about three inches thick. And and I said, what is that? And he said, well, we we, had, we got this executive firm to come in to analyze me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And he was clearly not happy with the analysis. <laughs> and I said, what'd they do? And he says, well, they've identified 152 areas I can improve on. 152. Right. I mean, you, it, one a day, it would take you a year to work on one of them a day. Wow. And, and how can you, perf- how can you pr- improve or perfect those skills in that time frame? And, and so, yes, it was, you know, some guru out there telling people to do this Mm -hmm. but the other question is there's no way he could do that right and so for us as managers or coaches work on a couple of things three things that you want them to approve on and then as you as you do that continue to talk about that okay what's then what's our game plan for improvement and then have that probably have that discussion and agreement that these are the three things right and then you also want to put those on the annual review because the annual review when you're coaching the annual review should just be the summarization the annual review should just be the summarization of all the conversations you had in the coaching sessions because you know a lot of people the annual review is this big you know audacious thing that's like huge beast that then Mm -hmm. you know the managers go i gotta fill these out well if you've been coaching and you've kept a log on that i I call it a managerial log you know just get a, a workbook that's you know open pages and just keep kind of records of, I mm-hmm. talked to Joe today about his listing skills. I talked to Joe today about his closing skills. I talked to Joe today about this, whatever it is. And you keep that. And then over time, when you do it, at the end of the year, you've got the annual review. You've got everything ready to go. You just got to take the summarization of that and put it together in a report. And then, ta-da, life is a lot easier. Yeah. But the reason managers hate the annual review is, guess what? They didn't coach the entire year. Right. And all of a sudden, they're upset. You know, they... I. I'll tell you the manager that just drives me <laughs> nuts. It's the one who wants to hire people who are done. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and, and you know, because they want to sit in their office, you know, and surf the web or do whatever it is mm-hmm. or, you know, or play politics with senior managers or above them rather than really working with their right. folks to help them improve. And if you're, if you want people that are done, then you're not a manager. You're, there's no one to manage. <laughs> yeah. You're you're unnecessary. Right. You you're know? you're absolutely unnecessary, and, and and that's a great way to put it. They're just it's absolutely absurd that they do that. So if there's 
if there's any one pet peeve and things that drive me crazy are managers who just want people that are already done. It yeah. drives me nuts. So even though someone wants to uh, stay in their same position and mm-hmm. not be promoted, you got to realize they're not done. Right. They're not done. And and, and the thing was with this head teller, uh, could she have gotten better at coaching her employees to sell? Mm-hmm. Could she have gotten better at coaching her employees to greet folks when they came in the door? Mm-hmm. Could she coach her folks on getting better at working with relationships? Because we had a situation where two tellers, I mean, really got angry with each other and they had a very, Ooh. very difficult working relationship. And so I ended up being the person who was managing the conflict. So I could have asked her, you know, what? okay, you're going to be a head teller. You're going to stay head teller. But guess what? I want you to be more responsible for conflict in your area. Mm-hmm. You fix it. So I can work on things that are higher level, you know, bring things to, to questions to me that are a CEO question. Don't bring things to me that are, hey, I've got two tellers that are fighting. I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. you, you need to learn how to fix that. Right. But that was my challenge, too, is guess what? I jumped in to fix it because we talked about a few, probably about three or four podcasts in the past, the the uh, crime of fixing it, I think That's it was. Right. That's and, right. And, and so we talked about that aspect of it. And that was my crime at that moment. She came to me with a problem, and I go, oh, I can fix this. And I fixed it, and it was resolved, and we talked about it in that that podcast. But the challenge is that was my fault of doing that rather than coaching her through how would you handle this now if I weren't here or if I were on vacation for two weeks and you had to deal with this, what would you do? That would have been a much better thing. And then this year, she'd be a much different manager than she was last year. Excellent. Even though she wanted to stay in her in her role. So the first thing is to sit down and have an honest conversation, identify the elephant in the room, pick two or three areas you want them to grow on, you know, listing skills, sales skills, whatever it is that you want to identify, that, that skill that you talk to them about. And then write it down and get a game plan for what you, want to, what you want to do, you know, that you come to an agreement. How, how are you going to get better at this? And then have a way to identify how we, how we do that. What, what's our target market? To, what's our target for success? Uh, that you won't bring to me conflict in the future, that you'll you'll say to me in a, in a team meeting, a senior team meeting, guess what? Uh, employee A and employee B had it, had it out. Uh, I pulled them all in the conference room. I used the techniques that you had done in the past. I coached them, and it was done. And then ultimately, then record that in the annual review. And, uh, it, and that's the last concept. I was with a CEO one time, and he was talking to his senior managers, and he was really lit. And I had, you know, I was like, wow, he's really hot. And he wrote on the evaluation, he, he told all the senior managers, he says, if I see another evaluation <laughs> of employees, an annual review that says, good job, you're fired. Wow. And I thought, you know, I thought at first I thought that was incredibly harsh. And I didn't know a lot about, about uh, coaching at that point. So I was like surprised by it, even though I was a full-fledged consultant doing that full time at that point. I didn't recognize what he was saying. And what he was saying is, I need more information. You right. need to be you need to be more descriptive in how you handle your folks. Right. And uh, he, but he also needed to go into more detail that d- day of saying this is what I'm looking for, maybe mm-hmm. examples of that. Uh, but he was truly lit that day and that was the challenge. But those are the keys and just kind of wrap it up. Have the session, have the difficult conversation, pick out the skills, identify some markers that you want to that you want to achieve for those, uh, put it in the annual review, and then make sure you go back and have your coaching sessions to continue to review how are they getting better at that. And then once they get to the point where they feel like they've got that one on their reps, then pick out another skill. And they may stay in the same position, but they're growing and they're helping the organization grow. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You you can stay where you're at, but you cannot stay with the same skill levels. Right. You've got to improve your skill levels. And that's the point of today's podcast. Excellent. 
great tips. Thank you, Rory. How do people get a hold of you if they need you? Uh, they can look me up on RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y, R-O-W-L-A, or excuse me, R-O-W-L-A-N-D. <laughs> can't even spell my last name. Uh, RoryRoland.com. And just look me up there, and I'd be happy to help. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Roland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.